Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? For the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene, want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who and OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Let's see. I'm going to intro this time. It's like the most awkward part of the episode. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And Anna Landry. This is episode 19 of OCR Talk. Thanks for listening in. We are one episode away from 20. 20 episodes. That's crazy. I think that means something. 20 episodes? Is that a is that a landmark? Or landmark? Is that a... <laughs> is that a uh significant number <laughs> uh that's a lot more than i expected to yeah. begin with <laughs> it's it's 10 it's double 10 and we celebrated 10 a little bit we thought that was cool yeah <laughs> so it's double 10 <laughs> uh-huh so i guess after that you know 25 is a 25 important is number and then 50 and then 100 <laughs> yeah yeah God willing. Man, it has been an interesting weekend. That is 100% for certain. Yeah. Very interesting weekend. We, of course, talked about how, you know, last episode we talked about how we we're going to do Savage this weekend. So that'll be a big topic of discussion. <laughs> uh, you also chose not to stay on Sunday and went yeah. back for the Breaking 2 relay. Yeah. So we'll talk about that as well. We do have a couple of things just like, you know, what's going on, OCR. Related? Yeah, just OCR related. The past week or two that's been happening. In that time, Spartan has had a couple of races. Tough Mudder had their tougher championship. In Seattle. Yeah. Everybody's gearing up for Tahoe this weekend. Yep, Tahoe's coming up. Matt B. Davis is going to be there and Heather Bodie is going to be there. So they're more likely going to bring a lot of coverage for that. Right. So that'll be good. I know we won't be there. No. <laughs> I don't think Michael Stefano will be there. Is Hunter going this year? 
Hunter going to make it if he's going to make a an make appearance. an appearance? And yeah, but no, they haven't. Uh, Obstacle Dominator hasn't put anything out since his Benny's episode with Chris Rugalowski. Yeah, which was which was a, a funny episode. Ago. It was. It was, a, it was a, I thought it was a good episode. It was good. But the thing that was funny was while I was in Houston working, I got to go to Obstacle Warriors down down there. And while I was there, somebody just randomly was like, you hear Benny's latest episode talking about Chris Rutglowski and her calling out Alex Walker? And <laughs> <laughs> so that <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen what's come of that, but I heard that uh, Alex maybe even had her own little rant back at her. I don't, I don't uh, know. I'm sure it's all in good fun. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing them go head to head. No, that would be, I mean, I saw them run with each other in Austin in um, this year for the sprint. But yeah, that, that'd be a good race. That would definitely be a good match. Yeah, Chris is obviously the younger one and newer to the sport as well. So, right. you know, she's kind of like VJ. She's, she's got some, some kind of natural talent and she's got a long way to go. So if she puts the work in, she could uh, turn out to be pretty darn good. Yeah, she's just naturally fit and active and talented at obstacles and just like adventurous. I don't I don't think I have any any personal questions this time. I I didn't think of any beforehand. Do you have any? Hmm. Someone bring me some wine. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we might have an episode without one for the first time. Okay. Well, Someone if one comes up if one comes to mind, let me know. <laughs> the The first thing that I did want to talk about, though, that was really interesting that came up over the past week or two was Spartan doing some trail races. Yeah, I'm that's sure you so saw that. Random. Yeah, that it's so random. It it really did come out of nowhere, and I think everybody was kind of like, "What? What the?" It, yeah, and I think I had seen a comment somewhere where. They said, you know, Spartan has their obstacles. That's like their thing is obstacle races. Like they should just stick with their niche. Is that that's what they're that's what they're known for is obstacle races. So they should just stick with what they're good at instead of trying <laughs> to like make themselves into another Ragnar or, you know, something like that. Like there's plenty of other really good trail races out there. And I'd have to agree. I think Spartan should just stick with the obstacles. <laughs> is that what you've read or is that your personal opinion? That's my personal opinion. That's what I think. I think it's cool okay. that they're offering that, but you know, compared to other trail races, them, you know, just charging the entrance fee or whatever it is that they're charging to run a 14k or however 21k, however long it is, that's not bad compared <laughs> to what I've paid to register for other trail races. But at the same time, it's like whenever I think of Spartan, I don't think of trail races. I think of obstacle races. So if I'm going to go look for a trail race, I'm going to go train for like one of the bigger trail races. So let's let's break it down then. First off, you, you talk about the price and, you know, it's cheaper than running a Spartan and Spartans can right. be pretty pricey. But what is the price? Do we even know what it is? I've seen a couple different things. I've seen like $25 plus the insurance fee. And then I've seen some emails where it says just the insurance fee. So where did you see it say that it was $25? I can't remember. I think I've seen it in some people's screenshots. Because, you know, whenever they started 
that's whenever I started seeing seeing everything was I started seeing the the screenshot everybody posting screenshots of their emails saying oh it's going to be $25 or something like that I don't know it's something cheap or it's like <laughs> right, you so- know just the $14 insurance fee cuz I've that's what I've seen both I've seen both of those Okay before we get into the actual uh legit details of this the where I saw this pop up first was from Obstacle Race and Media I think uh Josh Chase from mm, New England Spartans, uh, Spartans, I hate saying that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he got an email, w- which was basically an invite to say, hey, we're doing this. This is this one time that we're doing it is invite only and it's free of charge. You got to pay for the insurance, but we have these two distances. So that's what I've seen so far. And then Spartan does have its own page that talks about it. But it doesn't have any actual details of any events. So it doesn't have any details of any like links any future that they events. offer or future events. Okay. Right. So it's like something they're testing out. Right. Now, where did you, you say you saw $25 in a I think another I saw, sc- screenshot? Yeah. I think I saw something on a screenshot of someone else. Someone else had posted a screenshot of their invitation to what? pay the something. The invitation and then- to what? To the trail race, to participate in the trail race. Because there's one for Tahoe, right? There's one for Tahoe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's legit or not. <laughs> because I've seen a couple different I've seen a couple different locations too. Mm-hmm. Only two different locations. I've seen one for Tahoe and I've seen one for somewhere else. I think there was one for up in Virginia somewhere, <laughs> West Virginia. I don't know. All right, hang on a second. <laughs> All I know is I didn't get an invitation and um uh, kind of heard about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I just sent you an, an image, a screenshot. Is this the one that you saw? Yeah, $25 for $15 for insurance. Talk All right, read that email. Read, read that email. No, like start from the top. Okay. Jason, you did it. Welcome nope. to the 2018 go, go World Championships. You've qualified, start. Spartan Trail. World. Where, where, where higher? Where higher? Yeah, you start, about? you've qualified. You've qualified. Qualified how? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now read. keep reading. Spartan Trail World Championship. Welcome to the 2018 Spartan Trail World Championship. The only way in was to earn your spot through hard work, and you achieved that. <laughs> you are now in the top tier of Spartan athletes in the world this year. Huh? Keep keep reading. We saw that you ran a 5K trail race, and that's how you qualified. Only the top tier of Spartans also run trail races, and that's how we know you've got what it takes to race in our trail championship. <laughs> <laughs> Does does that not seem a little fishy? It's so confusing. Like <laughs> <laughs> Because you've ran a 5K trail race, that means like you're in a super elite group of Spartans that run trail races <laughs> and not just obstacle races. <laughs> uh-huh. And wow. it goes on to say this email, this email doesn't guarantee your entry into the race, so make sure to register for the Saturday Elite Championship heat as soon as possible. Don't miss your chance. Spots are filling up and are probably already full. <laughs> Wait. And what's the date? <laughs> November 10th at 6 a.m. Which is also what? Yeah, World's Toughest Mudder. But it doesn't. Uh-huh. World's Toughest Mudder. Oh, geez. 
what are they doing? But did you did you see the <laughs> wait, 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 did you see the distances on this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The distances on this email, it says 5K or one meter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anna. <laughs> You're messing with me. <laughs> I made that. You made that? Okay. I'm I'm pretty positive that you're not totally... the only person that 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 quoted <laughs> details from this email. <laughs> I totally got punked. <laughs> from, as, as soon as they announced the trail races, you like as one. soon as that happened, I was like qualification emails going out right away. <laughs> World Championship, even though none of this exists yet, and <laughs> and I'm pretty sure multiple people that saw this, I know I could that's a pretty think of some good, other people that yeah. thought it was real as well. Legit, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. Which is obviously playing on the fact that you know everybody in the world got the uh, qualification for Iceland last year, right? And the trifecta, which it's funny because, you know, my trifecta qualification invitation to Greece email, you know, it finally came mm -hmm. in like maybe three weeks ago or so. I'm like, wait, I haven't even gotten a trifecta this year. I got like two last year, <laughs> but they never sent me one. But now I'm getting one because they said I completed a trifecta this year. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> if you run one race, you are a trifecta qualifier. <laughs> That's like, right. It they says had that it. It. Yeah, they have it on all their shirts. How could I forget? <laughs> so, oh, for those that are out there that have seen an email about the Spartan Trail World Championship, that does not exist at the moment. <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> I feel so dumb. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I tried. But that was it a was... good one. That was a good. Yeah, you got me. It was. During a work day, and I tried to put it out, and like obviously you weren't working, so you had a lot of time well, on your hands. You know, no, I'm kidding. I made it, and then Matt and Heather were, and, and I think Mike, yeah, Matt, Heather, and Mike were all on a live call, and they were talking about the trail races, and I was trying to get it in the comments and say, "Hey, did y'all see that email about the Trail <laughs> World Championships?" Because I posted it in. I don't remember where I posted it, but I posted it on my our page, you know, on artist OCR talk. Yeah. But uh, oh my God, I, I was so trying funny. to get some, them to see it so that they would talk about it, or <laughs> but they didn't notice either. So I'm sure they, I'm sure they may seen have it seen there. it after the fact, and like, oh man, we should have <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> like, as far as I know, the one that's in Vermont or wherever is the only one. The, the free, the one that's free invite only right now is the only one that I know of that is legit. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought more people would pick up on it. Like oh, even the man. little silly details that I put in there. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, <laughs> as many times as I've seen that or I've scrolled past it because people have commented it on it or whatever, I just now saw the distance and like. You, you didn't look at it yeah, closely. Probably, yeah. Probably had I seen the distances, I would have been like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so now that we've got that silliness out of the way, <laughs> OCR talk punked edition. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 trail race is a legit thing that they are putting on at least one trail race. But what I want to know is what is the format as far as 
is it going to take place at a an existing Spartan race? And I do believe that somebody said that there is another race there that day. So is it going to be the normal Spartan trail like for the race? Or is it going to like come in like veer off of it and come back? Or is it going to be separate trail? To me, that kind of plays into would I want to do it or not? Like if you give me a trail race that's at the Spartan race, well, no, I just want to do the obstacles too. But if Spartan wants to get into the trail race, the trail running world, I guess. Yeah, the the start putting on those events and because you know Joe DeSena is a businessman. I don't think that just because we think of Spartan as what it is that they can't put on other types of events. And I say that mainly because look at Warrior Dash. Their parent company doesn't just do Warrior Dash, they do all kinds of events. So there's no reason why Spartan couldn't do it as well and think about how little how how much less it costs to put on a trail race versus an OCR. Right. Why wouldn't they go into that to make make some money? Whereas putting on an OCR costs, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever. Right. That's a fair argument. But again, back to what I was saying earlier, whenever I think of Spartan, I don't think of trail races. Yeah, I mean you know, you look at some of their course maps and you're like, oh, this is a runner's course or whatever. But whenever yeah. you think of the brand and itself, you don't think of just trail races, you know, you go. Not yet. Right. Whereas if they were to create another branch off of their brand, I know he has peak races, too, that puts on the death race. Mm-hmm. So. If he was to do something like that and create another branch off of the brand that's not really related to Spartan, doesn't have like the Spartan name attached to it, maybe people would sign up for it. But then again, it's just like road running too. How many road races are there out there? You know, how many, you know, trail races are there out there? I mean, you can pick and choose any weekend out of the month and there's probably a trail race or a road race going on. Yeah. But think about at, a, at an OCR, you go and there's a festival area and you hang out and you see your friends and it's always a good time in the trail racing or, or I'd say probably more so the trail racing community than the road running community. You don't have that as much like, yes, you have your aid station and the start line and finish line, but you don't have this really big consumer experience that you get with obstacle racing and i think that spartan if they do it right they could do something different that the trail running community hasn't done yet to disrupt the market and do and and basically say hey this is still trail running but we've made it more fun or more enjoyable or more desirable because of this right you know they've got rakuten coming in to do god knows what so who knows what they've got up their sleeves (laughs) Like they could change it up and just make it a different experience that we don't even know, uh, you know, as of right now, we have no comprehension of what that could be. They could. But then I also feel like Ragnar is already kind of making making a niche in that trail running community. And they definitely of, have a special. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They've got something special going on there to where people know the name are getting to know their name and they're, you know, wanting to do the races. And you have people from all over getting to do the races. 
But they're one trail running company out of how many that does something different. So if there's one that does something different, then there's obviously other things that you could do that could change it up. True. And that's my hope is that Spartan gets into it with the idea of let's change it up in a way that will bring some new, exciting something to the trail running community. Yeah. But I mean, what can you what can you do for a trail race that would well, that's the thing. Bring in something I don't know. Different? You you don't know, <laughs> yeah. but there's you know these big wig people who have sit around brainstorming ideas all day. They might have something that they thought of that's awesome. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, I know like in in the small at the smaller trail races, you have is definitely a different feel at the smaller trail races. Like whenever Walker Higgins puts on a trail race, it's always you know a really it's a smaller group. It's a smaller um, competitive field, but I think that's what makes it a lot more fun is that it's a smaller group and, you know, you kind of, it's more local. You have like a little bit of local flavor thrown in there and like just kind of the laid back festival, I guess, afterwards is pretty. And that probably fits trail running in in general. Yeah. The, the, you know, the community as it is right now. Right. Like even Ragnar is, you know, a laid back party. Uh, Everybody's camping out, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it's been, or my experience anyway, has been with like trail running and trail races. But again, who knows? It could be something crazy off the wall. It could be them just trying to test the waters to see if their version of it works. You know, they they did the time trials. That was a short course and it never went anywhere. I thought it was cool, even though it was very similar to other short courses, but it was still fun. I wanted them to do it more. But they decided not to. Yeah, I definitely think they had something going with the short course option. Um, because obviously Tough Mud TMX has found success with it. Or they're, you know, they're kind of finding mm-hmm. their way with that series. So I definitely think they had something going there. But I just, I don't know if, I don't know if it was maybe a problem with logistics or execution or what. So you had a... I wouldn't say a positive reaction to it, but you weren't being nasty about it. <laughs> but there were definitely some people out there who were not so nice about it. <laughs> you know, I, I I try to look at it from all sides as best I can. I, obviously, I'll have my personal opinion, but you, you've heard all that so far as I, I have hope and think that there could be, you know, uh, something good to come from it. We'll see. But some people are just like, nope, not happening. So I, I I took note of some of the comments that some people have made because <laughs> I thought they were pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, so one person said, I won't touch a Spartan trail race with a 10 foot pole, my dick or anyone else's. They need to stick with what they're good at and leave our trail communities alone. Spartan doesn't and belong here. Whoa. Whoa, that man. That is a pretty intense response. I think they <laughs> might have something else other going on other than their hate for Spartan trail races. But, um, yeah. you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I wouldn't say that my negative opinion is that strong. <laughs> Yours was not that no. strong, that's for sure. To, <laughs> to that person, I would just say, hey, why don't you go try to start up a company that does something right. you know and and see if uh you have such great ideas that the whole world is blown away by right. it but whatever. now okay 
I will say this about trail communities before you go on to the next comment, because these are going to get interesting. I don't know how you can top that first <laughs> one, but I will say this about yeah, the trail communities <laughs> that <laughs> is that, yeah, they are smaller groups and they do kind of, you know, like to help each other out. It's a, it's very much a community, like he said. And I will say this about the trail running communities is that I would rather support a smaller, a smaller trail company like there's um a couple race directors that i know of like walker higgins or um there's this lady edie in my trail running group that puts on um trail races every year um or the q50 races i would more likely support those local trail races just to support you know their events so that they can keep putting on events sure but you could say that about a local ocr as well right well yeah it's the same concept same concept. So, I mean, the trail trail uh, trail running community and OCR communities are, are pretty similar in that aspect. So I kind of see where he's coming from, but I definitely don't have as strong of a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of these people are like, I, don't, I can't even, I can't tell, are they just like against trail racing altogether or just saying Spartans stay out of something that I also <laughs> like? Like what? I don't know. I don't it, know. it doesn't. It kind of maybe they have an issue me. with Big Brother. But they probably do Spartan regular races themselves. So that's that's where it kind of blows me yeah. away. Like if you like Spartan as an OCR, why not give them a shot here instead of just being downright mean and saying how dare you think that you can? Are you're too big of a company to do this? You know, like are they think that they're like a Walmart type situation? Right. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. The ne- uh, another comment just straight up said lazy. <laughs> Very so succinct. Spartans lazy because they want to put on another a different type of event than what they do now, or maybe lazy because they don't it's easy obstacles. to put on trail races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you also calling every other trail race lazy? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't that know. comment was lazy. Yeah, it was not even a period. They did capitalize the L. <laughs> oh, so they did. But then, you know, if they did it from their phone, then it did it for them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> All right. Another one said, not interested. I have plenty of trail runs out here. Spartan should stick to what it does best. Well, how do you know that they don't do trail races best? They've never done any. True. So how can you True. say stick to what you do best? Because that's the only thing they do right now. That's just what they're known for right. at this point. So, all right, go run your other trail runs. Maybe Spartan will come out with one that happens to be way better than any trail run you've ever done in your life. So then what? <laughs> you going to stick to your morals with your dumb comment? <laughs> <laughs> Another one said, I thought Spartan was basically a trail run anyways, which is just kind of comical because, you know, some yeah. people are like, well, uh, we are just trail running, right? Pretty much. Another one said, or the last one that I saw said, Considering how little regard they generally have for making the courses interesting versus punitive, I can't see why I would want to do that. And what I think they're referring to is like hiking up tall mountains or whatever. So uh, have they not ever heard of uh, sky racing? Right. (laughs) I mean, they put you through way worse than what any Spartan races do. Yeah. Spartan races at least give you a road. Yeah, not a lot of people know about sky races, though. It wasn't until I started getting into OCR and then I saw a lot of these athletes coming in from doing sky races, you know, and like winning all these Spartan races. So, 
yeah, not a lot of people know about sky races, but at the same time, I mean, do you want a boring trail? <laughs> I mean, if you were going to if you were going to travel somewhere with elevation, wouldn't wouldn't you want to wouldn't the appeal of the trail be to run the elevation on the trail? And you're 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 right, but that that's also part of my uh hesitation and curiosity with them putting on trail races. Where is it going to be? What kind of trail is it actually going to be on? Now, when we yeah. do an obstacle race and they run us up a gravel road all the way up the mountain, I that doesn't bug me. I'd rather be running through the trails in the woods, but it's kind of just seems kind of normal for Spartan races or for trail uh, for obstacle races. But for yeah. trail race, I hope that it's not just a hike up the road, you know? Yeah. So I hope that it does turn out to be uh, a more interesting route than um, what a Spartan race would typically be on. Whereas a OCR has the obstacles to go with it. So it's not that big of a deal if we're just running down the road, but trail yeah. race, I would think to be something else. Yeah. Some switchbacks, some technical trails, something like that. So yeah, people, it, it seems like it, it's mostly coming from the obstacle racing community saying, don't bother going to this other thing. Like, I don't it's a, it's a weird spot. It's like you're you're obstacle racers. You obviously have done Spartans or do Spartans, but are you just afraid of trail races cuz you don't know them or do you do trail races too and you just don't want them in, mixed in with that? Like there's a lot of different angles that people are coming from that I find very interesting. I don't understand the animosity. <laughs> I really don't. But well, some people I, are I mean, like that. You know, just, you know, yeah. Just straight off the bat, they want to just go straight to the jugular and be like, ha, ah, how dare right. you? Everything's stupid or whatever. <laughs> you can't have new ideas. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you think it sounds silly, okay, it sounds silly. But why be so yeah. freaking negative? <laughs> Anyways. So, go run a trail race. I don't care who does it. Just do it. Speaking of... Did we talk about the guy that that broke the marathon record last episode? Um, I mean, I think we briefly mentioned it. I don't think we. Got I can't remember if it was before it. that or not. That was insane, though. Yeah, two hours, one minute, and some change, which means he was running a roughly what about a four thirty ish pace the whole way. Yeah, that's so two hours. so crazy. Like I think to myself, can I even sprint that fast? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for for that long, for that distance, that's so nuts. And his his second half was faster than the first. That's crazy. He ran a marathon with negative splits. Yeah, basically. And, and then my favorite part, uh, watching him cross the finish line, is he hits the finish line and he doesn't stop. <laughs> he runs right to. <laughs> he just keeps you know, going. Yeah, another 15, 20 yards to his yeah. uh, coach or well, somebody. Well, you want to make sure you get that, you know, point two. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah, he just runs around the block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, you guys, you know, this weekend, we had the Savage Race, and on Sunday, y'all went home to do that Breaking 2 relay. Y'all were yeah. at a track. Y'all had how many people show up? We ended up having around 28 people show up and actually, well, there was more that showed up just to watch, <laughs> but to, as far as participating, we had around 28 people participate 
and we started at around five o'clock, which me and Daniel showed up late because I kept thinking in my mind it was at 5.30. So <laughs> we, we ended up showing up late, but we came, which is all that matters. So 28 people. And I mean, we were running 200 meters at a time. So we had two stations set up at the track. Basically, you would just run from one station to the next. We did it as a relay and did it from five o'clock to around a little bit after seven. And we still weren't able to come even close to <laughs> his record. <laughs> so, and we had some, like, we had some kids that were like high school kids that ran, that are running track. We had some cross country high school kids running with us. We had some ultra runners. <laughs> we had, it was a good mix of people. It was a good mix yeah. of skill level and pace and everything and we still couldn't we did not even come close to <laughs> that guy's world record we did it yeah we we ran it our official time was two hours 10 minutes and 13 seconds <laughs> which rounds out to about a 458 pace so yeah so, when y'all when you sprinted did you have any uh, a watch to see like what was yes. your actual pace when you sprinted yeah, so whenever I was sprinting, I ran pretty consistently. I was running around a 415 pace. And like, like I thought, full out sprinting? Yeah, like full out sprinting. That's crazy. <laughs> a 415 pace. But it was, it's only for 200 meters. So, you know, I mean, you go all out for 200 meters, you can go all out for 200 meters. Yeah, and that's and what I'm saying. It's like your all out is that fast. And that guy <laughs> did that for that long for two hours Jeez. <laughs> yeah uh, it it really puts it in perspective though because around like the second time i i sprinted i was talking to one of the other girls that was doing it with us and i was like this really puts it all in perspective because <laughs> this guy ran a marathon by himself in two hours and one minute and here we are sprinting and there's 28 of us and we're probably not even going to come close to his record. Yeah, and, that's so you know, crazy. We're only having to sustain that pace for like maybe 35, 40 seconds at a time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of that 40 seconds, it's like, oh my You're God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I legit probably would have died if I had to keep up that pace for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would keep up that pace dead. for 10 minutes sounds like a die. Yeah, I think if I tried to keep up that pace for a mile, I think I would I would die. <laughs> well, that's nuts. It's just nuts that like he has that that aerobic base, that skill level to be able to run that fast for that long and it's just, Yeah. I, I can't even fathom it. What is Usain Bolt's speed or pace, I guess, when he runs 100 meters? <sighs> Fast. Let's look that I up. Don't know. How fast could Usain Bolt run a marathon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a marathon would be his. If he could somehow keep up his 100 meter pace. So the person writing this article is saying their, their 0.4 mile loop are running it in under two minutes, which is a 432 pace. So his world record 100 meter dash, he runs 100 meters in roughly nine and a half seconds, which is about. 27 miles an hour which would translate to a two minute 9.8 second mile holy crap okay okay yeah so so 
even that to say, you know, he's running half of what they're running for that marathon, you know, a little even less. But to to think of you know, when you say half, like half of 20 minute mile is 10 minutes. And that sounds reasonable. But to go from a four and a half minute mile to a two minute mile, it's not a huge difference. Like, obviously it is. Uh, but in comparison to you running your normal marathon pace versus running that 200 meters yeah. is nowhere near that <laughs> no. same uh, di- difference. No, I've never actually run an official marathon. <laughs> <laughs> not a, well, not, not a, just a regular marathon, right? You right. run marathon distances in uh, OCR? Right, right. I've run longer or, yeah, I've run marathon distances or longer, but as far as like an official marathon, like, the Louisiana yeah. marathon or, you know, I've never run an actual marathon. <laughs> Same here. I don't really have the desire to, to just road run for that long. No, I'm good with half marathon distances on the road. If you gave me a choice of, of running a marathon on a treadmill or on the road, I would pick the road. Oh, for sure. All day long. That would be my one reason <laughs> for an, doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy decision. <laughs> 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 I don't even think I would run a half marathon on a, on a treadmill. Nah. No, I think the most I could probably do on a treadmill is a 10K. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have done six miles on a, on one before, and it was not it was pretty displeasing. Yeah. All right, so y'all had uh, people running, you know, one after the other. Yeah. Um, how many times did you run? So it ended up being, I think, about eight times per person so each person ran roughly about a mile and a half okay how, how long in between runs did you have we had a pretty good rest actually in between runs by the third or fourth time we ran we were we were starting to feel it and like catching our breath and everything and uh, <laughs> it felt like the breaks were getting shorter but um what's cool we i mean we had aid stations set up so like we had stuff like pretzels and little sugary treats and, you know, all the carbs and (laughs) Gatorade Hmm. and water and all that to refuel at each station. But yeah, we had a pretty good, good rest in between runs. Do you you recall about how long it was? I want to say maybe it was around eight minutes, something like that. It was somewhere around there. Okay. Somewhere around eight minutes. So it was, it was plenty of time to recover and like get ready for the next time so it was basically like getting in a good speed work day like, yeah <laughs> and, like running intervals at the track <laughs> nice <laughs> which like i'm still feeling today <laughs> but yeah it's it was it was it was definitely a, a fun experience and it was just like everybody hanging out and like getting to run and everything and we had never really watched each other run and that was probably the most nerve-wracking thing about it was like whenever you were running all eyes were on you (laughs) 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 and it was it was funny because you know i i think the best part of the night though was you know daniel's a bigger guy he used to play defensive lineman in high school daniel's a bigger guy and like whenever he took off his first couple times they were like dang he can move (laughs) <laughs> they were surprised they could run that fast yeah yeah because 
in both my running groups, everybody, you know, I'd always talked about him and everything like that. And since he lives in Baton Rouge, they just don't see him as much. So this was like everybody's first time meeting him and they all underestimated okay. him. And <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> it was nice. so great. They were like, man, he can move. He's like a tank. <laughs> One of the guys was like, I would not want him running after me. <laughs> Good job, Daniel. Yeah. See, I did that on Sunday. How yeah. how was uh how was your how was your race on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like you know, super great. <laughs> <laughs> no Saturday, right, so. <laughs> yeah. So Saturday, Saturday, y'all probably saw Jason's post about how it was flooded and the race got canceled, and so whenever I got up to wake up and get ready for the race. Daniel told that's when Daniel told me that the race was canceled because of flooding. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then go back to bed. <laughs> and it's probably like the first Saturday and I don't know how long that I've actually slept in and I didn't wake back up until I don't know, when did I text you? Like around ten thirty and texted you yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I woke up. <laughs> yeah, the the rain was very heavy the night before and all night long. And uh you know, with the, the 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 weather being so dry, typically the water will rush in, and then the ground will soak it right up. So it uh, will fill up everything that's around, and then go down pretty quickly. So that morning, I actually I knew I should have checked before I left the house, and <laughs> I forgot to. So I was literally the exit before the exit that the race was at when I got a text from Kevin Harkins saying that it was canceled. And, and it was about an hour from my house, so I had driven all the way out there. Golly. But uh, Kevin and, and Juan were out there, and we actually went ahead and got breakfast while we were out there. And uh, Coach Payne was at the, the same restaurant, too, so he nice. sat with us and chatted for a bit. They, they said, you know, from anybody that hasn't seen the Savage Race videos, they were saying that uh, that bridge that's on that course, that the water was literally up to your chest if you were standing on that bridge. Yeah, normally it's like ankle deep water yeah and that's a, a 20 uh i'd say a, maybe a 12 to 15 foot uh deep creek whereas it's usually a trickle that you're running through and it was all the way up over the bridge so a good probably 20 feet deep at the time when it when it was at its deepest from our experience driving in driving in from louisiana we we brought our dogs and we dropped dropped them off at my mom's house in Richardson and went to our Airbnb in Burleson because it was closer to the venue. But just driving out to our Airbnb, I was like, this is not good. I think growing up, <laughs> growing up in Dallas, that's like the slowest I've ever driven down loop 12. <laughs> and like, I saw all these signs saying, turn around, don't drown. And I'm like, oh my God, what, <laughs> am I, what am I about to drive into? And yeah. And it was in kind of a more hillier country area. So whenever we would be going downhill, like all the water was rushing downhill. And then <laughs> we would, you know, get down to the bottom of the hill and have to come back up. And then we'd have to go through like this deep water. And I'm like, oh, gosh, we're never going to make it there. We're never going to make it. I just need to turn around. But we've already come this far. <laughs> yeah. And the GPS kept saying only three more miles. I'm like, oh, my God, three miles. That's so long. 
<laughs> so I should have known, just judging from the drive the night before, that it probably wasn't boding well for the race the next day. <laughs> they got their stuff together, and you know the parking lot was underwater. The festival was underwater. It was moving, rushing water on the course, so it was very unsafe. So they did cancel on Saturday and got everything together to to put on the race on Sunday. So the water had receded, and it turned out to be a fantastic event. We were pretty bummed that you guys had already planned to go home because it did turn out to be a pretty awesome day. What, what When did y'all leave? Well, y'all? We left um, We left Sunday morning. It was probably like around 8 or 9 that we left. 8 or 9. Y'all left right as the race was starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we still had to go back to Richardson and pick up our or dogs and everything, and um, we wanted to make it back in time. The parking was was fine. They actually moved it a little further up the hill from where they usually park. Mm-hmm. So while the ground was still really wet and stuff, I, I didn't see anybody getting stuck or anything. Yeah, that was one of the things we were worried about, though, was the parking. Like, what's the yeah. parking situation going to be like? <laughs> yeah, it turned out to be pretty good, and I think they were able to pull it off because... You know, this is their first time having a Saturday, Sunday event, having a Sunday event at this location because of the blitz this this year. Yeah. And because of the rain and because this being the first time, it probably had a much smaller crowd than, uh, you know, Saturday would have had on a normal, normal sunny weekend. So not as many people to park, uh, not as many people to race. It actually turned out to be just a much, much more intimate uh, really enjoyable, good, good time, good race. Coach Payne was out there doing the doing the send offs at the start line. I've actually got some video from the live stream that I did that I'm gonna. I think I'm a, a couple of pieces where where he talked about uh, the volunteers that I'm gonna cut up and, and and post somewhere. It was cool to see, you know, especially in the pro wave, so many familiar faces. And how many of those familiar faces got on the podium and the age group podiums that it was really, really cool. That's cool. Like usually, you know, you see a couple of these people, you know, but it was like all of us, like we are all on the podium. (laughs) It was so much fun. Whereas Victor Quezada got second next to this guy, James, who I know I've seen elsewhere, if not at Savage getting first Mm -hmm. in uh, previous years. Dude looks like a like a long distance runner, like super tall and super skinny, but he must have the obstacle proficiency down because he got first age group wise. The masters was Jeremiah Juan and, and Mac. So it was really nice. cool seeing those three guys getting up there together. Christina Armstrong got, was on the age group podium. Myself and miles were in our age group together, which was pretty awesome. He got second and I was third. Nice. And then, uh, see, Cash was up there somewhere. I, I can't, I couldn't name everybody that got up there, but it was just tons of people that you knew. You know, yeah. Ken uh, Corgiano, Rachel Corgiano, they weren't there for the ceremony, but they were, they were up there as well. Since the weekend was all crazy as it was, they modified the course so that it didn't run into the dangerous areas, mm-hmm. and it was an in between. It wasn't a full length, and it wasn't a blitz. It was a four and a half mile mixture of the two hmm. so you had all the good rigs and uh you know the really grip intensive stuff of the, of the blitz but then you also had the more signature signature obstacles like colossus and some of those other ones so it was a, a really good fun course super challenging because it was so wet poor alexander walker and the other the girl that was behind her didn't make it uh, within the time limit because they were having trouble on those last couple uh-huh. of obstacles. They were just so intense. What 
um what obstacles do they have closed because we were we were kind of wondering about that too like are they davy gonna... jones locker for sure yeah i think it got tore up in the rain in the water russian water or something i don't know what else though that, that one was the only one that i knew for sure i did they have they had sawtooth and they had sawtooth and wheel world and twirly bird twirly bird at the end, at the very the very last two was Holy Sheets and Battering Ram, which were both pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure those were tricky to do wet. Oh yeah, they had a, a Savage Rig. Was that like a low rig? No, no, it's just a regular, you just know, a regular rings rig. and different holds. You know, all that stuff was just the the wetness just made everything super challenging. So really, like for myself, it was more of a I'm so proud of myself just because I was able to do the obstacles in the in the wetness with everything being damp because uh, that really shows that, yeah, I've got my grip where I want it to be because I can actually hang on to that stuff. Yeah. You know? you know, it's funny you say that because, you know, I'm I'm signed up under Yancey Camp with Allison Ty and she emailed all of her people on signed up under her on her roster and she was talking about practicing on slippery wet obstacles because <laughs> mm. you know it's all nice and good to practice in a gym where you can have chalk and dry hands and mm-hmm. dry obstacles but the real challenge would be to practice on like wet rainy conditions and maybe if you're not there to be able to actually work out on those mm-hmm. you know maybe not do it all the time but i every once in a while to see where you're at yeah uh yeah that, that's i think that's huge to be able to really give yourself a good measurement of how how well is my grip coming along yeah monday whenever i went back to the gym in the afternoon i went after work and we were i think he was he was having us do a circuit where he had us carry plates and then we were having to do like bent over rows with the with the plates and he told everybody to just hold it you know through the hole where you would normally put the barbell through yeah. but I was like hmm I wonder <laughs> so I just <laughs> held the plate you know on top not through the hole but like gripped it yeah. on top and I was trying to do my bent over rows like that I was like oh man <laughs> my forearms were like burning after that workout it was a 25 nice. pound plate because I'm like normally 25 pounds is like you know just nothing whenever you're holding it like he said to hold it but <laughs> I mean you hold 25 pounds between your fingertips that's I mean that sucker mm-hmm. gets heavy real quick <laughs> I, I would say that with the it being wet you it does there is a, a slightly different technique on certain obstacles and a lot of them because you may not have the the strength to hold and do like single handed holds like you may if you have that kind of strength normally. Mm-hmm. So it's more about focusing on, OK, well, how do I need to adjust to still be able to stay on, like maybe matching hands or just gripping extra tight? I, I, there's definitely moments where, for example, on battering ram, when I was the very last obstacle and I'm getting towards the end of this thing and I just feel my grip going and I'm like, don't fall off, don't fall <laughs> off. And I literally could feel myself just gripping as hard as I possibly could. And I made it through, but it felt like I gave it every single thing I had in me. So sometimes it's literally about, you know, willing yourself to not to not <laughs> let go. Because sometimes when you get tired and, and, and your arms hurt, yeah. you're just like, ah, I've got, you know, it was too hard. Yeah. But, you know, you can always go that little extra amount. Probably feel it the next day, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I did that, you know, the first lap competitively was running fairly decent. I, I wouldn't say my running pace was extremely exciting or anything, but I, I kept going back and forth with Miles passing him on obstacles and then he would pass me on the run and there was a good mile section towards the end where there weren't many obstacles at all and that's where he left me and I didn't Just see him again after running. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that dude's definitely got a better better lung capacity than I do at this moment. So. <laughs> Which and running to running through mud and real thick sticky mud too is is a workout as well cuz I mean you're Takes it out, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean you get mud caked on your shoes so your legs are heavier than normal and then, you know, the amount of effort it takes to pull your legs out of the mud and keep your cadence up, I mean, that's just taxing itself. Uh, right after I got done, I, I, you know, stopped, got a quick bite to eat, uh, checked my results, and then went out for another lap and took that one more. All right, I'm training for World Stuffest Motor, so I'm just getting miles in. Just took it kind of slow and steady and ran through and did, uh, was able to do every obstacle again. I did slip on Twirly Bird, uh, like missed the grip and didn't bother to redo it because I was just trying to get through. But I was still able to do everything else, which was really cool. And when I came through at, on that second lap, Alexandra Walker was still at Holy Sheets. One thing that's cool that Savage Race does is you've got, I think, a three-hour time limit for the pros. So it's not just till they pull up the course like yeah. Conquer Gauntlet does it. It's you know it's it's got to be done in time to uh, do the award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. You know, there wasn't a third place girl, so they were still out there pushing all the way until the end. So that was really impressive to see them really go after it. But I know that's got to be tough, like, you know, time creeping up on you and just don't feel like your arms get back to shape to be able to do it. So I ran that that second lap. And when I got done, I went and just hung out for a bit because we were waiting for the award ceremony. And we had found out that they were going to do a, a final lap or final wave at one o'clock so we waited around started to live stream you know i walked around and just talked about stuff and we watched the award ceremony and then when they sent out the volunteers me juan jeremiah and mac all went out together so i went out with those three masters guys uh, masters podium guys <laughs> which was pretty cool we had a, a good time just hanging out talking about you know obstacles and technique and i Brought the gimbal with me and live streamed the whole thing, and it was it was fun. Nice, I had a really good time. I think that's one thing I wish I would have that I missed that I wish I would have stayed for was just just practicing on the obstacles, just playing around on the obstacles. <laughs> yep, yeah, I know that was like yeah, you missed the race, I right, no big deal, but yeah, that was the fun part for sure. Yeah, just playing, getting to play around on the obstacles and kind of fool around a little bit and just practice on them. I mean, it's not it's really not every day that you get to play around on stuff like that especially twirly bird because i've never actually put my hands on those bungee cords so i just want to know what it feels like yeah and that is a good part of that is getting to try even for the things you've done a bunch of times try it a different way to see if there's a better technique yeah. or maybe somebody else that's with you says hey try this I, this is how i do it so you get to get different ideas and stuff it's been pretty cool though because the last couple of weeks i've been um, I know we were talking about how we're training for World's Toughest this week or, you know, leading up to it now that it's only like, what, 40 mm -hmm. something days away. That's what's so tricky about endurance events. I was just telling Daniel this the other day is that, yeah, it's only 40 something days away. But at this point, if you haven't been training for it, 
Like there's really <laughs> not much you can add into your routine right now that could make a difference. But that being said, I kind of mixed up mixed up my routine a little bit and I hadn't put, been putting in as much mileage these last few weeks, a couple weeks, um, because I'm getting in more strength workouts, which I had been mm. kind of sprunk, sprinkling in strength workout workouts here and there, but nothing like big time. I was checking out a gym that I've been knowing about. I've been wanting to check out and signed up with them finally just for like, you know, a little trial period. And I was testing out their, their some of their strength classes. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, he kind of asks what what we do or what our goals are. And I know the owner because I had shown up for some of their community events a couple times. So he knew I was like big into OCR and everything. So he kind of threw in some different different exercises this week and different workouts. And it's been it's been interesting. And I think it's been paying off in my running. It's been translating very well to my running. Um, nice. adding in the strength workouts because I just I feel stronger whenever I'm running and like my pace feels better at faster speeds and I feel like I can hold sustain them for longer you know adding in the strength workouts so I think that's it's been making a difference there anyway yeah I I've still been just trying to fit it in where I can like this week I, I so I had two days where I was at a, a training thing and then now I'm spending three days with clients conducting training so it's just my schedule is being kind of crazy crazy so i'm trying to fit it in where i can like savage race ran three laps tough motor is coming up this weekend in dallas gonna do a lap with tougher and then april and her brother taylor are gonna come out with some of his friends nice. and run the uh the half with me so that'll be fun too that's cool you gonna do multiple laps of the half or are you no once we're once we're done with them i'll i'll be done but i'm gonna run on sunday with kevin harkins doing i think we're just he had gotten some codes for the 5k so i think we're just gonna do that so i won't have a huge amount of mileage this weekend but the next weekend will be a 20k trail race so nice. you know getting it in here and there yeah yeah i've got my first official 50k coming up oh before world stuff yes <laughs> nice. yeah it's exactly a month before world stuff is and i kind of planned it that way well it was it it had it so happened to fall on that weekend but you know had i had the option to sign up for free for that race so i took it <laughs> yeah let's try to record uh the week after that because we'll both have run uh some trail races is that what it is yeah a trail race? yeah it's a trail race cool which i'm <laughs> i'm signed up for the 50k which is like the lowest option available <laughs> Because, really? yeah, because wow. it's one of Walker Higgins' races, and it's either you could run the 50K, the 50 mile, or the 100 mile. <laughs> like, those are the only <laughs> options. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, 50K, please. <laughs> For those locally in Louisiana, speaking of Walker Higgins or any surrounding areas, it's um, the spots are limited for this series coming up on October 13th. It's his Canefield Classic and it's super fun and it's probably one of like the best races he puts on every year. I look forward to doing it every year. In the Canefield Classic, I know you run through rows of sugar yes, cane, that's right? that's one of them. So it's actually three different races, three different runs. 
What I want to know is when you do that, if you're behind somebody, what do you what do you do? <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> if you're gonna, looking like you could pass well, them up, you you could. There are spots at the end of the rows, you know, where you have to like turn around and go to the next row. So there are spots where you can. Could you pass not people squeeze past you can. them? Yeah, I've the... had people pass me like that in the rows. Yeah, okay. and they just okay. run through the sugar cane. You know, hearing it from Mark Duplessis, yeah. I don't know. He always made it sound like it's near impossible to, to do it. it but I always thought, man, if some slow person, I'd feel like I would just right. blow past them well, and be last like, yeah, year, on your left. You know, and you last go. year, I think some of the some of the sugar cane was cut, too. It had just been cut. So it was it was a lot lower. It wasn't. It wasn't Not as high, like super yeah. high. So last year it was a lot easier to to pass people up. So it just depends on what the rows are looking like if they had just cut the field or what. All right, Mark, when it comes this year, tell those slow late old ladies to get out <laughs> well, of the way. Well, see, this is the thing. Up, this man. is the thing is that <laughs> Okay, so everybody sign go sign up for this race that you want to do it because like you get a really cool machete <laughs> if you do all three of the races. And <laughs> That is I mean, pretty, pretty you get awesome a machete for award. running 7 miles total. <laughs> 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 so, um the that's the last run, though. So it's a ser- uh, three different runs. You start out with the one mile run, which is just a one mile run around a field, and it's mostly mostly flat. There's no elevation whatsoever to this. It's all on sugarcane fields. And then the second run is your four mile run around the field. He plots out a course going around the fields on this piece of property. And then the third run is a two mile run. Um, you start out. I mean, it's a mad sprint around around the corner yeah, to, get, yeah, to, the cane, to right? get to the cane so that whenever you do enter the rows, you want to be out in front so that you're not stuck behind somebody slow. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like a mad dash. <laughs> um, but once you're in there, I mean, it's only two miles and a sprint to the finish. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's October 13th. And. <laughs> Spots are limited because obviously he can only buy so many machetes to give out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's one of the races I'm doing in October. We talked about the Spartan Trail race a lot right? longer than I thought we would. <laughs> Those comments were funny. <laughs> okay, well, let's try to wrap it up there. Uh, everybody, if you didn't get to check out the live stream during the live stream, it's still up there on our Facebook page and I'm going to cut it, like I said, down into a shorter video that's just showcasing the obstacles basically. So look out for that coming soon later this week as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And sorry we missed you, but glad that you had a good time yeah. out at the, the track. Yeah. I really wanted to run that Savage Race too. Yeah. I have never run a Savage Race. <laughs> this would have been my first Savage Race in all. All my years of running. Well, you get free deferral for next year. <laughs> yeah. October. Yeah, I already me- emailed them about um <laughs> about next year. I already emailed them about yeah. deferring my race to get my race code or whatever. Which I'm really hoping since I was signed up for Pro Wave that whatever code they send me is going to be good for a Pro Wave at whatever venue I decide to. Yeah, go it to. should. It should. Uh, everybody, don't forget to follow, listen, and talk, and whatever else you want to do. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Go run a Spartan trail race. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anna. Talk to you later. All right, bye.
Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.